What's up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show, Aftershocks TV, and Heavy Metal Television. And I am now on Cameo. That's right. If you need a message sent to somebody, maybe it's happy birthday. Maybe it's get out of here. Hit the street. You're fired. I don't care what it is. Firing a girlfriend, firing a boyfriend, firing an employee, wishing them well. Whatever it is, I'm on Cameo. I'm here to deliver the message. I'll do it in my unique way so you can imagine it'll have some profanity in it and it'll be a little bit filthy but that's okay because that's probably what you guys want from me anyway so check me out cameo.com slash chris aiken again cameo.com slash chris aiken book me and i will deliver whatever message it is that you need delivered and it's cheap so go do it all right later Chris Aiken presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken, and today I am presenting one of my favorite bands of all time. Nothing, nothing says heavy in heavy metal like Destruction. There's just no, no two ways about it. Uh, Destruction is back. They have a killer, and I can't even believe how great it is, a killer new album called Diabolical. It is out on April the 8th, and here to talk about it is the main man of Destruction himself. It is Shmir. Shmir, how are you? Hey, Chris, great to be on the show. I'm glad to hear you like the new album. And uh, yeah, it's great to be back with a new album now after all the difficult two last years. Well, I, I'm going to tell you, Shmir, I don't know if you haven't heard the message or, or not, but when you've been a band as long as Destruction has been, you're supposed to slow down and start making shittier <laughs> records, man, not heavier and more violent. This is yeah, yeah, you know, amazing. Most most musicians start the bluesy years when they get right. old. You know, they, they they kind of discover the blues and they slow down. And yeah, for me, it's the opposite. The older, the wilder, you know. <laughs> right. Well, you guys are certainly getting heavier by the minute. This is, I'm going to argue this might be the heaviest destruction album, at least of the last 20 years, if not of all time. This thing is a monster. Thank you very much. It's a, a great compliment, of course. And uh, I think it's it's easy to slow down with age. But of course, it's more difficult to maintain uh, the power and even become more powerful when you get older. And uh, we always try to not to slow down. We've always been a band that had like fast songs and aggressive songs. And and uh, we just try to keep this, this level up. And uh, yeah, I'm glad it, it, uh, it kind of worked out for the album as, as, as you seem to like it. I absolutely do, man. Well, um, let, let's talk about Diabolical for a little bit, Shmir. Um, certainly you wrote it and put it together in the weirdest of times for any musician. And, um, you know, it, it, it's such a weird time for you guys because you, you know, you, you went from being a three piece to a four piece and then immediately the pandemic hit to where you weren't able to really, flesh that out as a band so to speak get out there on the road and feel it out too much so talk about now you know going into your second record you know with with the lineup and um and recording in a way that i'm assuming was different than other than other albums oh yeah 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 i mean we for a while we couldn't do anything uh because we're living in different parts of europe and the borders were closed so right. so even meeting was complicated and then when we did the album uh, we recorded in Switzerland. I live in Germany. 
but my guitar player lives in Switzerland also, so I had to have a special permission from the studio, like invitation letter to enter Switzerland for a certain amount of time to be able, for 24 hours I could enter and, and work and then I, I had to leave again. So for a while it was really complicated, but we kind of made it the best out of it because we saw that, you know, the music was kind of, you know, such a, such a helper through the pandemic. Once we started writing, we had the positive vibes, we had the band, we could record. It's so fulfilling to create new music. And uh, we saw right away that it's a good thing to restart uh, recording. So we went to the studio right away and recorded the first demos. And over the whole spring of last year, uh, we recorded the album into summer. We mixed it. And uh, it, it's. I think it's one of my most important and personal albums because it kind of saved me from the pandemic. You know, it saved sure. me through difficult times. And uh, I, I have a lot of friends that uh, had, you know, anxieties and, and fear for future and, and a lot of difficult times. And uh, for me, the music was there and you could do something about it. And that really helped me. So I think the album was, uh, if I look back in some years, I would be like, man, this album kind of saved my ass, you know? <laughs> sure. Now I had talked to you right when the pandemic started, right at the very beginning. And you were, you were adamant that you did not want to play like the, li the live stream shows. You, you had told <laughs> me flat out, you were like, if I'm not in front of people, I don't want to do it. I'm curious, did for the writing of the record then, did you guys make sure that you got together to do it or did you try to do some of the zoom thing where, where you, you know, shared riffs over zoom and tried to flesh out songs that way or what? I mean, first of all, we did actually one live stream uh, yeah. at the beginning of last year, because after one year of pandemic and no shows and stuff, we were like, everybody kept on asking for a live stream. So I right. kind of, I, I, I looked at some live streams and I was like, okay, what can we do better than this? So we kind of made a live stream that, had a good sound and you know we had no big gaps in between the songs so we kind of try to avoid the silence between the songs and stuff but sure. it, it was just something that we did to to survive basically and we said it's going to be one off one time and never again because this is not what we want but uh when we did the album actually we did we did meet in person uh, but not everybody all the time in the studio because that was okay. impossible because uh, some guys were in different parts of europe so we were sending around, uh, me and the guitar player, we were in the studio recording parts and bits and pieces and sending out demos to the other guys. And then they sent in their ideas and uh, our drummer recorded the drums this time in his hometown. So he didn't have to travel down to Switzerland. And uh, actually everything is easy, as you said, you know, you do a Zoom call of a meeting with a band and we say, hey, let's do this in this way. And then we send around files and we talk about uh, stuff and uh, we, we kind of, uh, you know, pretty good at this actually because we've been doing this before over the last years. We've been actually using the modern technologies to to do stuff, and uh, of course, it's always best to be in the studio together. But this time, it wasn't possible 100%. So we said, let's make the best out of it, and it worked because uh, we're all professional musicians. Also, when we prepare for a tour for an album, we don't rehearse for weeks. You know, everybody was rehearsing at home. Mm -hmm. We meet up in the rehearsal room for maybe two, three days, you get the band tight, and then we hit the road. So we're used to this working style for a while now, and it actually works because we're doing this for a long time, you know? Sure. But uh, um, I think the good thing about the pandemic was that we had more time for the album. There was no rush, you know, because uh, we, 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 know, we knew we couldn't bring out the album too early because 
we had to wait till the pandemic kind of goes down to release it and tour again. So we had no rush and that made it actually kind of comfy to, to write in the songs, to make changes, to say, hey, I don't like the solo, I don't like the drum part, let's change the vocals. Sure. And But you actually also used a lot of uh, first takes in this album, a lot okay. of like sparkling moments that we, that we kept from the demo. So we said, hey, the solo is great, the vocals are great, let's keep it for the album, you know? And sure. that's something that that's something that we wouldn't have done 10 years ago because then it was like, ah, let's record it again. It's going to be better. With you. But it's not. Sometimes the, the magic moment happens at the mm -hmm. first point and then you cannot recreate it. And we also, what we did this time is uh, we kept the drums and everything much more natural. There's no on the grid fixing mm -hmm. for the drums. It's all like no samples and shit. It's all real drums. And, sure. and, and you can hear that on the album. I think it makes it, the album is breathing. It's it's more real. It's more eighties. Mm -hmm. Has it doesn't have this clinical approach that you easy get when you put too much technology on on a record. Sure. The other thing that it has, at least to my ears, is the sound is phenomenal. I mean, it's it's maybe probably is the best sounding destruction album of them all. You know, I mean, just just that big. It's like that big arena sound with the most intense thrash. And that's a, that is a great thing. Did you do anything different this time or did you have a different producer or how did you capture? Uh, yeah, you yeah we actually, we actually uh, produced ourselves and worked okay. with the same, same sound engineer again. And we tried to, you know, learn from the last album a little bit, what you didn't like from the last album, we changed on this one. And uh, we try to keep the sound natural, as natural as possible. You know, uh, nowadays, sometimes you pump up everything too much and then it gets, it gets too huge and then it's sure. not clear, not so clear anymore. We want to have an album that is clear, you know, that you hear every picking, every little note in the drums. Uh, and, uh, and I think we kind of achieved this, this time that, uh, that you hear the human factor, but you also hear that, uh, that it's very powerful and, uh, and sometimes you overproduce an album when you have too much time. And this time you said from state one, let's listen to some 80s sounds again, where we're coming from. And so we're not losing the touch, you know, because sometimes uh, in the studio, when you're too, too long in the studio, it's easy that you kind of, you know, pump everything up and it gets more fat and fat and fat. And then at the end, it's too much, you know, and uh, sure. this time, this time you said, let's be a little bit more basic and uh, still make it sound powerful and up-to-date, but also keep this 80s roots in the sound. Right. Certainly, man. Well, you definitely captured that. Well, Shmir, let's talk about the, the videos that, that have been released so far. I want to start with the title track. I, I just got to ask you, where did you find this creepy guy? <laughs> I mean, good goodness, yeah, the, this guy is. Look at this guy. <laughs> the, the, the creepy guy is, of course, uh, he's actually, first of all, a friend that uh, – that we found some years ago that uh, used to be a big fan and somebody said, Hey, this guy, he's a huge destruction fan and he's a big fan of the Matt Butcher and he can impersonate the Matt Butcher pretty well. Maybe talk to him. And uh, I called him up and he sent me some pictures and some photos and I was like, dude, what the fuck? And then <laughs> he, uh, he told me he's a makeup artist also. And, uh, and he's an actor also. And uh, when we met him, we used him for some shows also, uh 2007 already and he, he's in the video for 2010 for carnivore also <laughs> and uh yeah he's actually a fantastic actor and uh he's a fan also and he understands his character so when he puts himself into the mad butcher costume and the makeup 
Yeah. He be, he becomes the butcher. It's like right? you, it's like all my friends are like, dude, he's scary, and <laughs> he, he's he's a super nice guy, but when he becomes a butcher, he's scary <laughs> as fuck. And uh, some people even thought that the video would be like uh, uh, computer animated. They were like, this man butcher can't be real, you know, because he looks so right. much like the butcher. But it's because he's a He's a fan of the character and he really he likes to do it. And uh, we're going to bring him on stage again. This is the next year. We're going to have some anniversary shows and uh, he's going to join us on stage for some songs. Sure. Well, and, and then, uh, Shmir, the other song that you guys have released in video form is uh, No Faith in Humanity, which is probably the heaviest re the heaviest song on the on the new release itself. So what's the story behind that one? Because that's a that's just a killer song. Yeah, I mean, if you hear the title, No Faith in Humanity, it sounds very negative. But the song is actually about that the human race is made out of the same blood. You know, we are all of the same genes. We are, we are one race living on the same planet, but we kind of don't manage to get along. And that's super, super sad. And that's what the lyrics are about. And the last word in the song is solidarity, because solidarity is the key to humankind's survival in the next years because we're going to face global warming, we're going to face economy crisis, there's stuff coming up that will be difficult for us and then right. we need to help each other and that's something that now in this ego world kind of, you know, it's forgotten that we're, we need, we need to stand in for each other and that's, uh, that's the message of the song basically. Uh, the, the video came actually out the same day the war started in, uh, in Ukraine, Ukraine, you know, so it was kind of a, weird timing but on the other side yeah what can you do it's uh i write i write songs that are you know on the pulse of the world you know sure. that's, that's how i write yeah sure dude speaking speaking of the the war that's going on i mean you guys are uh you guys are a touring band and certainly touring europe and touring that part of the world is part of your business you know what does yeah. that do for you do you yeah, yeah I, I mean, actually, obviously, right now you go, you don't go. I'm assuming, but yeah, we actually we just we just canceled. Uh, uh, we just had to cancel the Russian and Ukrainian shows. So we had the uh, Russian Ukrainian tour coming up in December, the, uh, end of this year, and we canceled it because it makes no sense, of course, uh, to go. Sure. And uh, the scary thing was that Russian bots attacked our website. So oh. crazy! So we had to block and eliminate hundreds and hundreds of people a lot of bots actually but right. also uh and that was also the scary other side a lot of anti-american people like uh south american people latin american people that hate the united states you know hate capitalism sure. and and see putin as a new savior of uh, whatever you know right. and and uh, it was just scary to see this huge reaction on the cancellation of the tour that I, we had to cancel because we can't even travel to Russia at the moment because there's a travel ban on Russia. Russians don't let Germans in, into work. You know, there's no visas given for Germans to Russia at the moment. And, uh, and also you don't want to go into a country that starts a war. You know, right. I don't want to, I don't want to support a, a president that is a warmonger, you know? Right. So, so all this uh, was an interesting experience uh, to see how divided this is and actually how, how the cyber war actually is in full force, you know, that, sure. that this, this Russian bots, we had to erase uh, uh, the, the comments and we had to eliminate uh, the people from the board. So then you, you go on the, on, on the profiles and you see 
it's a bot, you know, it's a, mm -hmm. it's, it's an empty page with no, with nothing on there. And, right. and, and there was hundreds of those. And wow. uh, that's how you, 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 you shape an opinion nowadays, you know, you have your bots on Facebook and then you, you know, you, you attack on certain keywords and then you, you show that a lot of people have this opinion, but it's not true. It's just a right. fake opinion that gets spread in the internet. And, and this was my, my first time that I really experienced so much bots on the destruction page. And we had actually this, uh, this tour cancellation at the end had like almost 20,000, between 15 and 20,000 uh, likes. And we had 1000 something comments and we had to erase a couple of hundred comments also that were right. like warmonger comments, pro Russian, uh, pro war comments and stuff like this that we didn't want to peep on the page because you know I'm not doing propaganda for a warmonger. You know? Right, and and the worst part about it is you're not even really trying to make a political statement. You're, I mean, as much as you're just trying to be a band out there playing and being safe. Yeah, but what what I also find quite funny is that the, some people were kind of making jokes about all oh, your name destruction and uh, and your anti-war. Uh, I mean, those people didn't get our lyrics, you know, because yeah. if you if you read our lyrics, our lyrics are criticism, our lyrics are anti-war, and uh, and the word destruction stands also for sonic destruction, you know, because we're a mm -hmm. brutal band, and that's why we formed the band on the name destruction. But uh, a lot of people don't get the metal bands uh, are singing about violence, but are not pro-violence, you know. Right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. Was interesting at least to to see. How how this all functions in this new modern media, and uh, because uh, yeah we had shitstorms before and stuff, but never such an intense one where like those bots uh, attacking a page of us. Sure, no, dude, crazy times we live in, man. It's oh just, yeah, <laughs> it's insane, man. Well, I want to swing back to the album for one more quick question, or really more of a comment, but in a way a question. I love that you did the GBH cover of uh, City Babies um, Attack by Rats. Such a cool song. Not not a whole lot of people are going to know that. Exactly. But I love anytime any band touches into the hardcore punk scene, they've they've got me hook, line, and sinker. That's just fantastic. So talk a little bit about not necessarily that song, because I mean it's it's a cool song. I get why you covered it, but what was the influence of Heart, the hardcore punk scene on you as a musician is it something that you've always been into or is it something you got yeah. into as you've been a musician or what it actually was my my youth you know I, okay. I hang out i was hanging out with the punks end of 70s beginning of 80s uh, before new wave of british heavy metal really got big sure. uh, the punk scene was much bigger i i grew up on sex pistols also on, and on dead kennedy's gbh exploited on all those punk bands I was listening to Choose Priest and to Iron Maiden and, and to, to the metal bands, but all my friends were punks, you know, so I, I hang out with the punks. I listen to their albums, I listen to mine. And, uh, and, uh, and this album, City Baby Attack by Red from GBH was one of those classics from back in the day. Sure. And it's an anthem of my youth. And uh, it's also inspiration for destruction. When we started the band, we had this, this, you know, the aggression and the speech from the punk rock vibes, you know, in our music. We also had the social criticism lyrics, this fuck off attitude in the lyrics. Right. And so punk rock was always a big part. We were a metal band, but had uh, this punk rock roots also that came from, from the early days. And uh, as you said, not so many people will know maybe in the States uh, who GBH even is, you know, because uh, 
Then their uh, UK-based punk band they were very big in Europe in the 80s. And they're still around, actually. And we want to give the fans a little hint where it's coming from, pay tribute to the original masters of the of the genre. And uh, I think it's uh, it's also, when you listen to the song at the end of the album, it really shows where destruction is coming from also. Absolutely, man. Well, well, Schmier, um, you mentioned it at the beginning. You are uh, getting ready to tour, and that is fantastic. I'm sure you're thrilled to get off the couch and get get busy again. So, talk a little oh, bit yeah. about the touring plans that you do have, and um, you know, how, not only the touring plans themselves. I mean, obviously, tell us where you're going to be, but also tell us: has it been difficult to put together tours because? every band on the planet of every different style is out trying to book yeah. shows at the same time. Yeah. That's, that's the early bird thing. You have to be early to book the tours and reserve the slots and the clubs. And it, even it was uncertain times, you know, you still had to plan everything in months ahead and uh, we coming to the States first and to Canada in April and May. And then we're going to, uh, to the festivals. It looks like the European festival season will, will happen full force this year. Okay. All the big festivals are on. Everybody announced already, so it's looking good. And then in September, we're going to go to Latin America, where there's a massive fan base for us. It's uh, always a pleasure to play there. And uh, in October, we're going to play Europe. And September, oh, wow. yeah, end of September, we're back. Then October, we're going to play Europe. And yeah, it's going to be hopefully... You know, going to make up for the last two terrible years where we didn't play much. Uh, we want to play a lot of shows this next two years for the new album. And at the moment, it's looking good. And uh, we can't wait to play because, you know, as a musician, uh, composing, writing, recording is great. But not to be in exchange with the fans on the live stage mm -hmm. is it's tragic, man. And you feel like we're locked down in jail. So right. it, it feels like we've been jailed for two years and now. We can release the beast again, go out right. and celebrate with the fans. And, and this is what live music is all about. You know, it's, it's the energy, it's the connection with the fans. It's the direct connection. And, uh, yeah, we've been missing that a lot. Sure. Do you have any fears of maybe the big shows, but maybe the smaller, more intimate shows? Do you have any, any COVID fears or are you just like, ah, this is what I got to do. I mean, nowadays, uh, that COVID, I mean, I have actually a couple of friends that died on COVID. So I know it's, it's something you have to take sure. serious, you know, and uh, I'm vaccinated. I'm ready to go. The new variant uh, is, is not so dangerous. You know, I just have a couple of friends had it at the moment and they, they had a couple of days in bed, but it's like a strong flu at the moment. So it's going down. So I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of getting it actually anymore now that I'm prepared, but uh, on tour, it hopefully it's not going to cause problems when somebody gets sick, you know, because then you have sure. to be quarantined and have to be some days off. And if you lose shows, it's, of course, something that would suck, you know, so mm -hmm. because it's a lot of financial, you know, stuff behind. We had to, the American visas are super expensive. We have to buy flights and and uh, print merchandise. And if you just couple of 10,000 that you invest, first of all, before you start touring. So if you lose shows, it's always, you know, it's always sucks. So. Sure. That's my that's my fear that we have to cancel shows because of COVID. But actually, as I said, we're ready to go and uh, we're we're not afraid. Absolutely. Well, you shouldn't be, and you should for people that um have destruction coming to their town, they should definitely be having no fear and getting out there to see the band. Uh, the new album, one more time, is called Diabolical. It is out on April the eighth. It's destruction and Schmier. Where should we tell people to go online? to keep up with you and see tour dates and buy the record and all that stuff. 
I mean, we're we're all on social media, of course. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and we're on Facebook. We have a destruction website that is on uh, www.destruction.de for Deutschland, and uh, that's also updated. And uh, we're gonna actually launch a brand new new page end of this week, beginning of next week, which have uh, total all new standards. It's like a one pager, which all details directly sure. links directly links to Spotify and Apple Music and all the videos are on there. So Great. yeah, you can see all the brand new videos, of course, on YouTube also. Uh, new video coming next week. Uh, tomorrow we send out a teaser for a new song that is going to be released on the 5th of uh, April, right before the release of the album. Very good, man. Well, one more time, Diabolical is the album. It's out on April the 8th. It is Destruction. And Shmir, as always, thanks for joining me here on Chris Aker Presents. A pleasure being here and looking forward to see you guys on the road soon. Excellent.